It is time to blast off inside the kennel. And now, here is the Tomahawk Missile himself, Vindog Radio. A Money Pit production. Yes, please like and follow the podcast on podbeat.com. We're also available on iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pandora, and Spotify, and wherever you shall download podcasts. And we are also right here on the home hub, podbean.com. Yes, indeed. We've been on Podbean, over 5 million downloads of the Podbean app to date. And today we're going to have a special guest, Rex McNeil, T-Rex Radio. We're going to talk about wineries and we're going to spend an hour together. It's going to be fun, my friends, and hopefully you are ready to flush the nonsense down the toilet. That's how we're doing it right here inside the kennel. And you can follow me on the socials at Vindog Radio USA on Twitter. That's right, Vindog Radio on Twitter, Instagram, and Getter. Woo! We're everywhere. And uh, I dumped Pauler because it just wasn't working out for me. So had to get rid of that account. And we are coming around the corner with a lot of good stuff. Do you love America? Yes. Thank you very much. Do you love Joe Biden? No. Okay, good. Do you like Kamala Harris? No. Do you like any Democrat that wants to take over the country? No. Do you love America? Yes. Do you love freedom? Yes. Good. I'm glad you love freedom because I love freedom too. We're coming back inside the kennel right here on Podbean.com, a Money Bin production, baby. Woo! T-Rex Radio on the way. Back in a minute, sucker. Back in a minute. More with the street shooter himself right after this. Follow him on Twitter and Instagram at Vindog Radio. American Airlines rated the worst, losing the most bags, shrinking legroom during COVID. American requires passengers to show ID to fly, but attacks Texas's popular voter ID law. Why is CEO Doug Parker trying to appease the radical left? to distract from billions in taxpayer bailouts, from his $10 million payday, from Americans' record layoffs. Doug Parker, American Airlines, serve your customers, not woke politicians. 
Coca-Cola is getting political, attacking Georgia's popular voting law. Why? To distract from years of dismal sales, terrible 2020 results, reports suspecting they benefited from forced labor in China. Coca-Cola products are poisoning America's youth and worsening the obesity epidemic. So the company tried funding phony science to minimize the harms, but they got busted. James Quincy, Coca-Cola. Stop poisoning our children. Serve your customers, not woke politicians. Nike is constantly political. Why? Cover. Congressional reports suspect Nike used forced labor in China. Religious minorities were ripped from their families, sterilized, sold to factories. Nike made shoes in those same areas. Congress tried to ban Nike's labor practices. Nike fought back with highly paid lobbyists. Rather than hiring Americans, Nike chose China. John Donahoe, Nike. Stop exploiting foreign labor. Serve your customers, not woke politicians. He shoots straight from the hip, and if you don't like it, go and stuff yourselves. Back to the kennel with Mr. Keeping It Real himself, Vindog Radio. Welcome back to the kennel with myself, Vindog Radio, a Money Bin production. Please follow Money Bin on Twitter, Instagram, and Rumbo. We're kind of done with YouTube because they love to censor people. All right, that's cool. Let's go, Brandon. All right, uh, uh, follow him, uh, Money Bin Productions with the Z. Ladies and gentlemen, I love bringing my friend in all the time. Actually, he's more than a friend. He's a good brother. He's a great brother. We're brothers in Christ. <laughs> we belong together. We're family. This is Amen. how we roll. <laughs> Amen. My man, the host of Rex on the Road. I know you've seen his post on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. And uh, they're going to change their name to Meta, which means dead in Hebrew. All right. So, (laughs) (laughs) my brother, T-Rex Radio. How's it going, my man? Hey, man. Going great. Uh, Vindog, always a, a pleasure and a privilege to hang out with you, my good friend. Yes, my brother. Man, you know, I get really excited because when you do the Rex rant, it just goes bananas. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we don't know where we're going to go. We don't, you know, the thing is, is we just kind of say, hey, we're going to talk and, and we do talk. And, and we careful do talk. people, we do let loose. And, uh, <laughs> you know, we just kind of free form it. And, yes. uh, you know, that that's kind of what makes it fun. I, I mean, to me, that's what I loved about doing radio is, is mm-hmm. I was an ad lib guy. I was a guy that I, I still don't know what's going to come out of my mouth. So, <laughs> uh, you know, and so, you know, this is, this is uncensored, mm-hmm. un, uh, uncensored yeah. <laughs> and then it's uncensored uh and so youtube uh facebook meta um instagram uh twitter uh pay attention this is really how it should be <laughs> yes okay. exactly pay, pay attention guys fly by okay. the seat We're of your you. fly by it's the seat a, of your pants kind of uh radio yeah. it's about it's about it's about a thing i like to call the freedom of speech you may have heard of it and a thing called the constitution Yes, yes, it's a great book. We both have copies. All right. (laughs) (laughs) And Daniel Boone helped create the Constitution. Yes, yes, he did. Yes, he did. My my long-ago ancestor uh, did... he did a lot of good things, you know, so mm-hmm. uh, yes. and that was one of them. So, uh, yeah, and I go. read on the history of Daniel Boone, and, and trust me, you won't get the total history in the right. watered-down education system. Well, probably not. Probably, <laughs> probably not. Because so, uh, he's know. helped a lot of people, if you know what I mean. Well, I, you know, I think, <laughs> you know, and we can go to, we can compare people of the past to these times, and, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's really hard for us to put our modern day values on people who are getting things done. 
Okay? Right, right. We may not agree with all agree with how they got things done. No. But the America that we lived in uh, up until a short time ago <laughs> uh, uh, was, you know, it was uh, a land of opportunity. Does that Absolutely. Mean that- does that mean everybody, it, everything was perfect and there was racial equality for everybody? No, no. it does not. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I still say you had a better chance here than you had in Russia. And okay. trust me, there's a hell of a lot of good, more good people than bad here. Right, exactly. And, and remember, hey, here's a quick thing, is we're all human and mm-hmm. we, we all make mistakes, all right? That doesn't mean that we don't try to do good, okay? Exactly. And, uh, you know, that's my opinion. And I guess I can go now, Vin Dog. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> we, we got this done quick this time. I mean, this is amazing. Oh, we're just getting warmed up. <laughs> okay. Okay. I just wanted to make sure. So you've been doing some great stuff, man, like Calistoga, Mel's Diner. Right. I want you to just give us all the drive on this. Yeah, well, you know, once again, uh, you know, I uh, what we do, if you've seen some of our videos, basically we spotlight uh, eats and drinks spots that you like go, hey, I've heard about that spot, but what do they, you know, what do they serve? What kind of drink? What kind of wine do they have? Well, you know, a couple of years ago, I got a wacky idea and I get a lot of them. Uh, <laughs> and we, I, I said to my wife, I said, you know, what I'm going to do is I've been on the radio, I've been on TV, I've done this, I've done that is I'm going to start talking to these restaurants and, and wineries and such and say, hey, here's what we can do for you. We can come and do some video, show off your food and drink and, and maybe a little <laughs> bit of a different way yeah. and do like a TV show or, or a little snippet of a TV show on social media and catch your attention. And, and you know, we, we are lucky to have clients that we've worked with now for uh, two, three years mm-hmm. who who see a benefit for their business. Um, mm-hmm. But it's also fun and entertaining, hopefully. Absolutely. And maybe you learn something. I know I learned something. You know me, I get a kick out of it all the time. Yeah. And so, you know, we try to make it fun. I I call it infotainment. I mean, obviously, we're there to give you information about this winery, that winery, like Mm -hmm. a a place we just did in Napa, Napa, California, which is, you know, wine, wine uh, headquarters for at least the U.S. kind of in my mind. Mm -hmm. um, Is there's this place called Feast It Forward. Maybe you've seen some of the videos. Yes. we interviewed the owner, and uh, she is a former soccer player, Katie. I was a soccer player, so that was nice. Uh, and uh, what she has is this uh, this wine tasting room, and there's like 14, 15 wineries that come in there. She has a TV network in there. The Bacon Brothers were just on with her. Uh, and then out, out back in this little section, they have a concert venue uh, where they can do kind of a festival thing, and they have, have bands and stuff come in and do concerts and and so it's this like total wine experience, wine and food experience. And uh, they're like the hottest thing in Napa right now. And, uh, you know, we were able to, uh, you know, go hang out there and do some video. And, and we hope to do some stuff with Katie here very shortly again. And uh, it's just this this great place if you love wine and food. I got an idea already in my head. You know, radio just keeps your brain moving. Um, right. I, we needed a little concert there. Well, I, I think that that would be uh We need to call in a favor to a couple of people, if you know what I mean. Yeah. I don't want to mention yeah, well, I, I don't want to mention his name, but he started a family a few years ago. And, okay. And, and you know this guy. Okay. Yeah, you All know right. this guy. He, he's one of my favorite country singers, too. But anyway, we'll, we'll leave it at that. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so anyway, this place is like a, a multi-experience wine and, and food place. And mm-hmm. uh, 
they're like the, and it's called Feast It Forward. Uh, and so we were able to go there and do an interview with Katie. She's the owner and she's the creator of this whole concept. I would and, like to uh, interview her. Say what? I would like to interview her. Yeah, yeah, give her a shout. That's what we did. And, okay. Uh, you know, I'm sure she's getting so much publicity right now, but she seemed like somebody that, uh, you know, more than happy to, uh, you know, promote it and let people know about it. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, let's you know. do that. We need to get that mm-hmm. happening. Yeah, and Sounds I know she like be going to restaurants too, man. All that yeah, good looking yeah, food. Restaurants. We just did Mel's Diner. Uh, you know, if you're in California, you've, you've seen a Mel's Diner probably uh, at yes. some point in time. A little 50s And it wasn't diner, on Alice the TV show either. <laughs> right. Right. A little 50s diner. And, uh, you know, I had steak and eggs. Uh, they also have local beer there. Uh, what else did they have? They had this burger that was absolutely incredible. I really loved the burger. Um, and then uh, what else? Uh, you know, uh, they have a milkshake right now, a uh, pumpkin milkshake. And uh, so we had that. Uh, and so, you know, it's your typical 50s diner cuisine, which, you know, is, is always kind of fun. And, uh-huh. uh, you know, I love Mel's Diner. And so we were able to go there and and promote what they're doing in, in the Sacramento area. And they have like 15 locations, I think, in, in the area, um, which we may do each location. But at least we started with the one in uh, Midtown Sacramento, downtown. Right. And so that was fun. That was a blast. That is so cool. Very, well, very you. cool, man. I can't wait yeah. to do one of those with you. It's going to be fun once we get together and do one yeah. of these. Yeah, oh, totally, totally. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you would love it. Yeah, we'll have, to, we'll have to get a really good place with food and beverage. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know, because I know I know you do have uh, uh, a dehydration problem. And, yeah, and yes, so I do. Wanna, yes, yes. Yeah, and uh, so we want to make sure that you are well hydrated, my good friend. Yes, hydrate, uh, hydrated radio host make good host. I've always said, just add liquid. (laughs) Just liquid of some sort or another. Yeah, uh, whether it's a 7-Up or a Chardonnay. (laughs) Right, 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 right. So, I mean, I get people that give me a bad time. They're like, oh, man, every time I see you on video, you're eating and drinking. You know, I had somebody go, are you okay? Well, yeah, they were were very concerned. They were like, does he do the videos because he has a problem or does he do the videos? You know, I do not have a problem. And uh, really, we only drink on camera because that, to me, seems to be the best way to kind of show here's Mm -hmm. the wine we're drinking or or what have you. And, uh, you know, we keep expanding. We keep doing more and more places. I mean, you know, we'll go anywhere, uh, you know, and uh, it's a lot of fun. And, you know, we try to make it like a show and we try to make it entertaining. And, uh, you know, some of these places are places, uh, you know, where we kind of get a backstage view. And so we're able to show you some things that maybe you wouldn't see on your typical visit there. And, uh, and so that's kind of cool. That is awesome. Now, speaking of backstage, how about going backstage in the state of Virginia? Well, I understand some interesting things happened there, uh, late last night. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I, I think this, this is the beginning of, of we're going in the opposite direction now. And this is the start right here in Virginia. And, you know, I think anytime the country swings too far in one direction, the great thing about our election system, our democratic system, is in the following election or the midterms or, or the next election cycle is we mm-hmm. see those things swing back. Oh, yeah, we do have direction. bounce backs. Yeah. And so, you know, I mean, we've seen, we've seen with Trump, we've seen uh, as Trump, as that wrapped up, you know, it went very democratic, very liberal, and we had some things happen there. And now I think, 
the country seeing what's going on and not to get too political, not to, to tear mm-hmm. down one political party or the other, no. but we're seeing that, you know, that's the, that's kind of the beauty of our, our election system is that when it goes too far one way, we kind of pull it back and we go the other way. Um, you know, and so I think there's that overreaction to some degree. And uh, this is the. Oh, don't mind that guy. Okay. I was like, wow. Yeah, that, mean, that was Joe, man. You know, President yeah, I Poopy Pants. Say, I haven't heard from, I haven't heard from uh, Biden in a while, but he sounded very different than he did at his last press conference. <laughs> he, he sure did, the, did didn't he? <laughs> at, at the G20. He didn't sound like that at all at the G20. <laughs> right? I mean, so uh, it, it scares me. I'm worried about the guy. Um, you, know, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I know meeting with the Pope is, is, is an exciting thing, and you're on the edge of your seat. And you might need a nap after that. I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> or a bathroom break or two. <laughs> you might need to go use the restroom. <laughs> it's an exciting time. It's an exciting time. And, yeah. you know, if I met the Pope, I'm sure I would I would have the same reaction. As I know you would. As I know you would, Vin Doctor. I don't know what kind of a reaction I would have when I met, meet this Pope. I mean, John Paul or Pope Benedict, yes. But this guy, I don't know. This guy seems to be a little <laughs> off know, the rock. I, yeah, I always go with my top five favorite popes of all time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I mean, the list is, is long and lengthy and I, the current Pope, um, I, I think when you meet somebody, you know, of that religious stature, you know, naturally that can be an intimidating thing. I, I would think. Well, not know? for us. We're radio guys. We're not intimidated by anybody. <laughs> well, yeah, We're only we, intimidated by God and that's it. <laughs> right, right, right. We've met celebrities before. Yes. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> You know, and uh, but I, I mean, yeah, to me, it's it's like I don't want to criticize what is going on, because I think that we're at such a fevered pitch already mm-hmm. that, you know, to instigate even more. Um, yeah, you know, we don't I mean, want we don't really want to gloat right now, folks. I, I'm, I'm not saying gloat one way or the other. I'm saying <laughs> I think as I think as Americans, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think most Americans want what's best for the country. Right. And, Absolutely. And, and, and and now that we have this economic kind of downturn from everything going on, in fact, I'm waiting for a shipment today. Hmm, good luck. Uh, and, okay, and probably get it from Amazon a little later, or or maybe next year. I'm not sure. Yeah, uh, but you're, it'll be available March fourth. March fourth <laughs> is when I get that. That's great. <laughs> uh, that's great. That's great. Well, it'll be good to have the new Giants gear right before the baseball season. <laughs> Did you get it from Beijing? I, you know, I. I can't remember where I got it from. I, I it's just, there's a shipment, there's a kink in the shipment uh, system right now, and uh, you know, I don't know how we're going to get rid of that kink, but I'm sure, much like it, your old hose when you were a kid, and there was a kink in it, you just straighten it out, and then yeah. everything's fine. And yeah, make sure there's no hole in it either. And then you know everything's going to be fine. And exactly. So, uh, yeah, you may run out of toilet paper a little bit. Don't get too worried about that. No, okay. just go outside and get a rock. Yeah, I mean Costco. <laughs> Costco has lots of toilet paper right now, so uh, they're not out yet. Okay, yet and, exactly. Uh, right. Exactly. So uh, you mm-hmm. know, so uh, you know, that's the way that goes. But I, I mean, I think the political system is, you know, it does this all the time, and so I, I think the biggest thing is, you know, people are are reacting to things being restricted, freedoms being restricted, or at least feeling like they're being restricted. And so you're going to have people go, you know, I'm going to vote the other way. I'm going the other way. 
I, I think know. God let this happen on purpose, you know, mm -hmm. to let the country bottom out, to teach people a lesson. Hey, come on, you got to start thinking on your feet again. Well, I, I, I think these have been very difficult, stressful times in, in the sense of, you know, we hadn't dealt with a pandemic since 1918, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, we haven't, we, in this country especially, we have not had, well, in this country for sure. I, I mean, the rest of the world's had, had pandemics, but we've been lucky enough to not have that happen. Um, mm -hmm. And and now that it happened and, and it continues to ebb and flow and how's that going to work out and you know, do you still got to wear a mask? Uh, are you getting Are you getting triple vaccinated? Uh, you know, do, you need, do you need a booster shot uh, before you go? Uh, do you need the flu vaccine too? Exactly. I mean, uh huh. Um, you know, and so I, I think, and then when you know you keep hearing, okay, get the shot, get the shot, get the shot. Okay, I got the shot. Well, you got to wear a mask uh, still. Um, you, know, you know. Hey, and uh, with people like us, that doesn't work very well. Well, I, I just think that, you know, part of the reason you got the shot was hoping you wouldn't have to wear the mask, right? Mm -hmm. Hoping that if I go and get the vaccination, then I'm going to be able to kind of live my life uh, with some sense of freedom again. You know, I'm not going to have to worry about wearing a mask as I go into the grocery store. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to have to, uh, you know, maybe quite as much worry about social distancing. And the thing is now when you go into a store and I know Vin Dog, you're a heavy, heavy shopper. So I know yes. you're going into a lot of stores. Um <laughs> You know, you'll go in. You'll go into a store. On the front of the store is the sign that says, "Hey, you must wear a mask." And you go into the store, and fifty percent of the people have a mask on. Fifty percent of the employees have a mask on. Uh, some, you know, so it's very confusing. And then there's rebels like me that don't wear a mask. <laughs> right, 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 and that's and that's fine. I mean, I'm not. Uh, you know, I, I I seen a mask once, and uh, you know, it's around my neck. Uh, my baseball team did really good this year. Yes, uh, both of our teams did well this year. <clears throat> I'm not so sure the Dodgers did well. Well, you know, we, had, we, so we, we sure. won 106 games. You guys won 107, you know. Right, right. Yeah, I, I, You guys won you know, up. That's, that's think, good, you know. And then, there, but, think, you know, yeah. there was a, you know, a horrible call at the end of that game five. I didn't, we, you know, it's funny. Real yeah. baseball fans did not like the way that game ended. Yeah, I, I didn't like the way the game ended, but I also, I haven't grown up in sports. If you leave it up to the ump, if you leave it up to the ref, uh, you kind of ask for that. You kind of you exactly. Know I mean? If you don't take care of your own business, then there can be a bad call. And, and let's just say that didn't get called. That strike at the end of the game didn't get called. There's no guarantee the Giants would have came back and tied the game. You know, it was towards the end of the game. It yeah. was one strike, and uh, you know. Hats off to the Dodgers. They had a, a great year. Yeah, and they got beat by the champs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so at least we can say we after, lost to the champs. <laughs> but I think after the Giants-Dodgers series, I, I think the same thing would have happened to the Giants. I just think they were exhausted. They, they put everything they, they had into that series. I think the Dodgers just lost everything in the Giants series. They just like The energy was gone. Right. Yeah, well, you're just fatigued. You know, mm -hmm. you figure... Coming you up from winning what? a World Series from last season, um, yeah. it's not easy. Well, you know, one, they won the World Series the year before, and that was only 60 games. And so you had the players trying to get used to a 162-game schedule. Mm -hmm. With spring training and everything, those guys are playing close to 200 games. Um, you know, it, it's, it's surprising that, that teams didn't get so fatigued earlier, you know, both the Giants and the Dodgers, because it was a dogfight all year long. Uh huh. Now, you know. now here's something about Major League Baseball I don't like, and you and I discussed this a while back. Uh -huh. okay. um, 
you know when you get the MLB app and they want you to pay all this ridiculous money to to watch right. games or listen to the games on the right. ra- on their radio feed, but they right. don't want to give you your home team. Oh, you have to contact your cable provider for that. What? But you want to well, charge me fifty dollars a month for right. for your your app, and I'm a Dodger fan and you're a Giants fan, but you can't see right. your home team. That makes yeah, no yeah, sense. I mean, you can watch it on demand, and I. You know, I tried to watch a, a couple of the Giants games after I knew the score, and it's just hard to watch unless there was like a specific play that mm-hmm. you know you're going to rewatch it for because there was a great catch or you know incredible play or incredible pitch hit home run. Um, yeah, I, I just and this goes for all professional sports. It seems to be going on more and more, even with football and yeah, and Major League Baseball. And if you're an NBA fan, you know you got the NBA League Pass or whatever they're calling that these days. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's becoming more and more of a thing where we used to be able to watch these games on TV, right? Exactly. And, and you weren't, you know, you'd have a local station carry the games and you'd turn on the Giants and Dodgers or you'd watch the Oakland A's or you'd watch the Angels or, or mm-hmm. whoever, right? And, and there wouldn't be any. And now it's everything's a, a pay for play fa- platform, right? Everything yeah, is. And I think that's why they're losing right now. Oh, I, I think that that's the worst thing for Major League Baseball. <clears throat> and And just look at. The playoffs in Major League Baseball. Let's, We're talking let's playoffs, up. right? We are talking playoffs. <laughs> so if you didn't have if you didn't have TBS, if you didn't have TBS, or, right? Yeah. If you didn't have TBS, then you know, or cable where you had TBS, then you couldn't really watch the playoff games. No. Right. And, right. And so that's frustrating. So what baseball is telling you is they don't want you as a fan. <laughs> right. You know what? That's They're what saying. I get from that too. Yeah, they're saying, you know, and baseball of all the major sports right now, I think, has the most problem of of getting a younger audience, of of getting people maybe interested in baseball. I mean, old guys like you and I, we grew up watching baseball. We're going to be baseball fans. Exactly. But, but I'll take my son, who's 24, and he grew up. I raised him as a Giants fan, thank goodness. Um, and, <laughs> you just had to throw that in there. <laughs> you know, and, and uh, you know, I mean, that's the only way you really can do it in this evil, evil world. Um, <laughs> it, <it's>, yeah. <laughs> um, and so um, he, he's not a big baseball guy anymore, but let's just say he was. Let's just say, hey, he loves baseball. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, you, by having to have cable to see the games – you know, this season I felt like I was living like when I was a kid because I didn't see a lot of games on TV. I listened to a lot of radio and baseball. Mm-hmm. And so this year it was listening to the audio broadcast, which I don't have a problem with. It's fun hearing great radio announcers. Oh, absolutely. And baseball is the perfect game for, for radio. Um, but, you know, you're driving fans away who want to see your product? Exactly. Huh? That, that is so weird, man. Yeah, I mean, you know, in this day and age when – there's a million choices for you to watch, listen, uh, be entertained. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I, I just find it. Uh, it's as if know. they want to kill the sport. <laughs> it's as if, uh, yeah, it's as if, uh, hey, if uh, we're not that interested in having fans watch the game. So that doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. But uh, maybe baseball will figure it out in the next couple of years of, of a balance between. Because you know, even if you have a cable provider, you can't even watch it on the go on their apps. I, some of them I think you can, but I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like Spectrum and uh, Comcast okay. or whoever those companies are, Time Warner, they uh-huh. don't let you watch your your home teams on the go. 
Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So, so yeah, baseball's <laughs> really losing there. So, yeah. Well, I think so. And I mean, it's, you know, the thing is, is baseball more than any other sport. And I think you and I talked about this the other day is a regional thing, right? Mm-hmm. You know, if, if you're a Dodgers fan and you live in Southern California, you know, the Dodgers are your local team or the angels are your local team and mm-hmm. San Francisco or Oakland. Uh, those are your local teams. I it's call not- them Chokeland. Chokeland. Is yes. that what's going on? Yeah. yeah. Well, it seems like it. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> and so, you know, baseball is not like, Hey, I'm going to just watch any baseball game. The fans are wanting to watch the local teams that they, you know, have a relationship with or what have you. Uh, you know, I mean, there's some people who live in California and they're a Yankees fan. Well, that's fine because then you don't have that, that, uh, you know, blackout. blackout. Yeah. yeah. And so, or I'm a Red Sox fan and I live in Northern California. Well, then you don't have that problem. But for the person who is, hey, I root for the local teams. I want to see the local teams play. Um, You know, they're telling you uh, that doesn't matter. You know, too bad. You know, just Just ridiculous. It really is. It really is. But it's like a lot of things these days. You just can't figure it out. Figure it out. Well, my favorite Northern California baseball team is the Sacramento (laughs) River Cats. I love the River Cats. I mean, they're, you know, right here in my home area and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, being uh, the Giants AAA affiliate. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they've won uh, the Pacific uh, Coast League a couple times. And, uh, you know, the Giants, uh, you know, are, are completely represented by uh, a lot of guys on that squad that go up and down uh, on the Major League squad. And the stadium in West Sacramento is very nice. It's not I Sacramento, know. I've been there. I've been there a couple times. Yeah, I have too. It's uh, mm-hmm. West Sacramento. It's not Sacramento, um, but it's a really nice stadium. It used to be called Rayleigh Field, and now it's like some insurance companies. This oh, country. Rayleigh's the grocery store. Right, right, right. So right. you know I've been up north. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know your stuff. Yeah, yeah. And so it used to be Rayleigh Field, and then they let go of the sponsorship for whatever reason. I, I don't know what the reason mm. was behind that. Oh, I think the, <clears throat> I, 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 I kind of figured it out, and I called the. Uh, CEO over at Rayleigh's, and I, I found out why, but I won't say on the air, but mm-hmm. it has something to do with uh, SJW stuff. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, they didn't I, like the fact yeah. that baseball was going that direction. That's why. Well, I, I mean, that's up, you know, that's what's, you know, it's up to them what they want to sponsor, what they don't want to sponsor. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, anything is possible. And, uh, you know, but it's a really nice stadium over there. It's a like a miniature major league stadium. And, uh, it is awesome too. The experience yeah, yeah, is I, fun. I, I love seeing games over there, and and uh, you know, I should probably go over there more. It's not that far from it, but uh, you know, it's it's West Sacramento, and uh, you know, congrats to West Sacramento when yeah, you know, Sacramento doesn't even have a trip. And hopefully, game. if things do not spin out of control, we can all catch a River Cats game together next year. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, let's let's do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, you know, that's something that I still don't know that I'm comfortable with is going to a stadium full of people, you oh. know, uh, just me personally. I, and I don't know why that is, you know, hopefully someday uh, be at a ballpark again uh, around a, a crowd of people. But I just, I, I don't know. I, I, it, how do you feel about that? I mean, just, you know, people are like, event like, people that. are like, what Rex radio paranoid. Oh. Huh? <laughs> yeah, it's, weird. it's weird, but uh, no, I mean, it's just, you know, it, it it's it's one of those things that we never thought about before or didn't have to think about before we went to a game you mm-hmm. know or we went to a movie theater or whatever mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and and i i don't know if uh well you know, i got see what goes on with everything i, I got to tell you um 
I started to second guess a lot of things already. And then all of the stuff that came out recently about, you know, everybody's favorite. Uh, how do I call this guy? How do I call this? How do I call this guy? Do I call him Howdy Doody Fauci or? Um, you know, I. I think you can call him whatever you want. I, I, call, him, <laughs> I call him the Fouch man, the ouch man. Uh, but uh, you can call him whatever you want. I mean, but uh, you did know, you hear doctor, about his experiment on children? I, you know, the thing is, here's my philosophy about the whole Fauci thing: is the news media is either one side or the other on almost every issue anymore. Yeah, exactly. And that's why gonna, I don't watch him. <laughs> yeah, well, and that's why I have a hard time figuring out what he is or what he isn't is because there's no middle ground. It's either somebody hyping whatever they want to hype or somebody mm-hmm. else hyping uh, an alternative view. And I just, you know, can we go back to the days of the news being somewhere like down the middle? Yeah, and, like getting to the grid of every story. Of what you think. I, yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, obviously it was still biased a little bit um, to a certain degree on things. But now it's, you know, it's like if you watch one news network, you're getting the one view, and mm-hmm. if you watch another news network, you're getting the other view. And I, I just think most American people kind of want to drive down the middle of the road. Well, most of America of, wants Fauci out. Well, I, I think so, probably. Especially when you people. kill beagles for your Well, yeah, that's where people draw the line. Yeah, Fauci lied, dogs died. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> That's the hashtag of the week. Right, right. There's your hashtag today, everybody. So, uh, and, and like I always say, remember to hashtag Rex on the radio. At yes, please. That's more important than Vouchy. Trust me, guys. Yes, yeah, exactly. And so, uh, Rex on the radio, Rex on the road are the, the prominent hashtags uh, that we use. Yes, and, the uh, ones that we use, those are more important than Fauci. So don't worry about that other stuff. But I, I, I think... The Fauci thing is never going to go away one way or the other. No, right? no, not you know, at all. And, you know, and so. And, I, and I've and i I've talked to a lot of, um, uh, you know, people of color and Native Americans and Latino families that have actually had family members that were victims of the Fauci experiment back in the 80s. No way. Yes. Oh it, 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 it's it's pretty horrific. And I, I don't want to go into it. I sent you the story and you're probably like, holy crap. You know, yeah, I do. Re- <laughs> you know, I get so many texts from you at like 555 <laughs> in the morning. Though. Um, you're like, I haven't even had my first cope of Joe yet. And Vin's already well, on actually, it. the weird thing is, is when you text us, I'm up with my wife, her getting ready for work and I drive her to work. Oh, OK. But, I mean, it's, I, and so I'm I'm awake. I'm Because <laughs> you see me posting on social media at that time. And so you assume that I'm up. And, and you're, you're yes, I do. Cor- yeah, I said, wait a minute. Correct, Rex just posted two minutes ago. Okay, let me text him. Real quick. <laughs> yeah. Let yeah. me text him. Let, <laughs> let me text him the latest conspiracy. <laughs> yeah. But you, you know, know what's so cool about I us find- radio guys? We're not yeah. surprised by anything because we we've seen so much already. Being in this uh, industry, yeah, you know, and, and since we're talking conspiracies, can I talk a couple conspiracies real quick? Oh, let's I mean, get into it. Okay, uh, UFOs. Okay, this really trips me out. The UFO thing, the UFO thing, trips me out because all of a sudden the government just said, "Yeah, yeah, they're here. Uh, they're here. Have a good day." You know, after fifty years, of, after fifty years of denying and saying, "Oh no, that was that was just some uh, a new aircraft we were testing out." Those lights, uh, sure, they looked a little. Well, weird you know why they're all saying it right now, uh, Rex, is because 
mm-hmm. you know, uh, once the Christian, once all of us Christians gets taken out of here, <laughs> uh-huh. they're gonna see the aliens abducted them. <laughs> oh, is that what? Yeah, okay. Well, it's making sense. It's making sense. Oh, it's they're gonna sense. say we were, no. I mean, it just trips me out that the government finally just puts their hands in the air and goes, "Yep." They're, they're UFOs. And, uh, <laughs> in fact, we just had a conference last week with the uh, with the green people. and uh, <laughs> The Green New Deal people. <laughs> yeah, and and, and uh, they're going to be able to come into our galaxy anytime they want and cross the border. Uh, it, it's just... Uh, Their own galaxy garrison, huh? Right. <laughs> that, 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 uh, and, and it wouldn't matter if we had a wall or not because they'd just fly over the wall. <laughs> So they're just going to come in and uh, they will have complete health care. You won't. And they they will will get $450,000 a person too. Well, yeah. Did you hear about that? Yeah. See, there's so much that I hear about that I just go, okay. You know, it's, it's to me, I think the American people have information fatigue when it comes from the government. And and Mm -hmm. it's like, okay, yeah, right. Okay. You're letting aliens in. Doesn't even matter. Illegal aliens from other countries. <laughs> Fine. I, I, I get it. I get it. Mm-hmm. And, and, but meanwhile, what they're really concerned with, my buddy Van Dog, is when they go to the grocery store and when they gas up, they go, what? Gas prices or what? <laughs> that's why you I know? put a so sticker on every pump really saying Biden did it. He did do it. Right? <laughs> I did see a news article the other day. You'll love this. And it was... Um, uh, uh, Biden is not at fault for the gas prices. It, it's not Biden's fault. And I was like, well, I mean, I guess it was a slow news day. And uh, <laughs> I, what he stopped, he stopped us being uh, energy independent and gas prices went up. So who's at fault then, right? Who's at fault? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Right. Who shut down the pipeline? Right. Who right. shut down but, our I mean, energy independence? <laughs> Yeah, let's be dependent on China again. That worked out. Yeah, OPEC is going to take care of it for us. Yes, we're uh, getting gas from them again. Oh, great. <laughs> it's a good time. <laughs> getting good gas time. instead we're, of passing it in the hallways. Yeah, all we're right. Not bit, we're not bitter or anything. No, uh, no, no, no. Not at all. Not, not, at all. not no. that gas in Monterey is like almost $8 a gallon, you know. You know, one thing I am going to say, though, one thing I am going to say. Is being being a Christian and everything is, uh, you know, Joe Biden's the president of the United States. You may not have heard. Yes. Somebody, yeah. Yeah. Right. We might not have yeah, heard. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> and it, it, to me, it's just sad to see somebody who is this uh, dumb. I, I don't think dumb's the word. I think that this is is an illness of some sort, and uh-huh. for a person to be under. That kind of stress when mentally uh, their mental capabilities are are not, uh, you know, top notch. I just think it's sad. Dementia Joe. Well, yeah, Alzheimer's or, or whatever he may he may be experiencing. So, I mean, mm-hmm. it, it's just sad. Yeah. You know, for, well, what, for, what did Obama say about Joe? <laughs> <laughs> he said Joe uh, F's everything up. <laughs> Joe knows how to F everything up. <laughs> He said, if you want it not to work, just holler at Joe. He'll, he'll get it done. <laughs> and this is while Joe was his vice president. So I, 
I think there was a lot of things he was handing off to Joe. You know? Yeah, let's go, Brandon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I that that whole thing, that announcer who's announcing wherever, whatever the game was, right? Mm-hmm. I have to give her the greatest ad lib of all time, though. Don't mm. you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that was... I, I know she's trying to save the show and save the game. I mean, how did she come up with Let's Go Brandon? <laughs> you know I mean? I gotta give she's it probably, to her, She probably was thinking, well, I feel the same way, but I better cover this up real fast. Well, I, I just think as, as a broadcaster, you do what you gotta do to keep the show rolling. And, and I gotta hand it to her. And she kept the composure, too. Yeah, and she's got a smile on her face. She sounds happy. I mean, well, because she likes what she's it. hearing, but she had to cover it up. So, oh, they're yelling, "Let's go, Brandon!" I was like, "Okay, all yeah." Right. Either that, either that, or she was confused, and she had interviewed that player, Brandon, right before the game, and she just and you have a excited. huge crowd at the end saying, <laughs> "Yeah, yeah." yeah. <laughs> It's amazing. Have you found it amazing how that sprung up around the country, though, at different sporting events? I mean, to such a a loud pitch. I mean that. That is the the chant of chants. I mean, yeah, I can't imagine being president of the United States, and I mean, people dislike you no matter what. But I mm-hmm. mean, that's, that's and a Christian rapper by the name of Bryson Gray has a number one song on the charts. Scene, let's go, and Brian. YouTube just pulled it off. Way to go, YouTube! <laughs> <laughs> wow. So I guess if you if you don't curse and. You make a song and yeah, all right. <laughs> you know, I, the thing is, I, I don't understand censorship because Me this neither. day and age, because this day and age, people just go find it somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And they found right? it on iTunes. It's on iTunes, or <laughs> it's on a podcast, or uh, you know, it's on Vendog Show or, or something, or it's on Rex on the Road. Yeah, it, photo exactly. video so, bombers. <laughs> you know, it, it's you know what's really weird about social media. To some degree, it, it, it's it's returned uh, returned to the the general public some sense of power, be able to talk about whatever you want to talk about. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Yet, in the other hand, social media is trying to censor if you speak one way about something, but yet not censor it the if you speak the other way about something. Mm-hmm. And I don't think people should be censored at all. If you don't want to, I don't either. If you I, don't want to watch it or listen to it, don't click right. on it. <laughs> right, right. I, I mean, the thing is, is, I don't get is I, you know, if that's not a view you agree with, you're not going to watch it anyway. Mm-hmm. Right? You're going to mm-hmm. turn it off, or you're going to go somewhere else. Yeah. Uh, but I believe people have the right to their own opinions. Know, Left, right, indifferent. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. But, you know, to, to quiet one side and not, you know, I, I just don't get it. But, I mean, we've talked about this before, and it's it's an argument that's going to just think about this. For a while just now. think about this, Rex. Mm-hmm. Senator Church warned about this in the 70s. Well, you can go back farther than that. People were warning about this after World War II. Oh, Eisenhower. Yeah, people were warning about this after World War II. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then you had the uh, the Red Scare in this country with McCarthyism, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was like the 50s. Uh, and so I think there have been segments of time where all of a sudden, um, you know, uh, quieting uh, political dissent uh, has been something that we've done as a country, right? Mm-hmm. The internment camps uh, for the Japanese during World War II. That, yes. What about that? That? Was, that was definitely part of it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, of of saying we're we're scared that these people are all of a sudden going to fight for Japan and mm-hmm. attack us from within or whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. And so, 
you know, I, I think that this is an argument. And whenever things uh, are in political upheaval, you get people saying, well, mm-hmm. we're going to make sure that they can't uh, they they can't speak their mind. And I just think it's really weird. Hey, did you did you hear did you ever see the quote from uh, John D. Rockefeller says uh, we have to make sure that society doesn't realize that color doesn't matter and and all this other sort of crazy nonsense like they wanted to cause all of this, you know, division between people from the beginning. And these that's how these elites work. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's about political power. It's about financial power. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, yeah, uh, at the end of the uh, day. Look, you can go back to uh, uh, Ford, you know, who mm-hmm. created uh, Henry Ford. Uh, and supposedly he was a fan of Hitler. Right? Dude, he was creating some of the uh, some of the parts for the gas chamber for Hitler. Yeah, yeah. He was, uh, you know, and that was kind of kept on the down low, obviously, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, get a Model T and, uh, you know, or, or whatever. <laughs> Supporting uh, the Hitler and, Foundation. yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, and so, I mean, that's, you know, the thing is, is there's always going to be people in, in, in our country who have mm-hmm. radical thought, radical political. Oh, thought, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. um, you know, I mean, think Marxism, about Watson from IBM. Right. Right. Yeah. I, I, have you read that op ed by Edwin Black? It's called IBM and the Holocaust. No, no. It's, I, it's really good. It's okay. really, really good. Is this a bedtime book or uh, you might want to read that up? You know, at another time. Is you might want to read story? it with a cup of coffee in the morning. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I just seen a commercial for IBM. I haven't seen an IBM commercial in a long time mm-hmm. on, on like TV or something. Mm-hmm. And it surprised me. I was like, whoa, IBM. Wow. I haven't, you know, yeah. you, you forget how big they were, you know, as mm-hmm. far as, as tech and uh, stuff at the time. But uh, they yeah. were really, they were really on Hitler's side. Watson was big time. Well, I, I, I think, you know, you're you're always going to have, you know, people that are going to run with, you know, they're just culture. nut jobs. So you know how that goes, <laughs> uh, uh, right? Well, they have the power, they have the mm-hmm. finances, and you're going to have a certain amount of people just like you do <coughs> in other places. That and FDR praised to- Watson. Who did FDR? Well, you know, that was the other time in this country when people felt that we were really drifting towards socialism <laughs> and, and the left and, and stuff, but we had to get out of the Great Depression, right? I'm going to say this, and I normally don't curse. Daniel Boone would have kicked his ass. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, there, there you go. Well, you know, but that was a weird, that was a weird time, kind of like what we're living in now to some degree mm-hmm. in the sense of economic turmoil and how do we rectify that? immediately. Mm-hmm. And so government programs were set up with, uh, FDR's, uh, programs, mm-hmm. uh, to put people back to work. Exactly. And, yeah. You know, it, uh, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't, you know, what other choice was there to continue to, I mean, how did Hitler come into power? He came to power under that type of situation in Germany. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, he, he was the feel good guy. Well, he, he, he promised people work and that they would have food on their table and all that. And people were struggling so bad that they were willing to accept anything. Mm-hmm. And that's, <laughs> and that's what's what happening they here. accepted. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's where we are now. That's why people need to learn history so it doesn't repeat itself. Very good. Maybe we should put some statues back up. <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> even if you disagree with the statues, it teaches you not to repeat that form of history. Well, I, I, I agree that statues are there for a reason to make us think about mm-hmm. uh, not the world we want you know mm-hmm. 
Christopher Columbus uh, statues were torn down. I'm part Native American, so my feelings about Christopher Columbus probably aren't aren't really, uh, you know, uh, the average. Hey, he was. A big, <laughs> uh, you know, yeah, he uh, was looking for the West Indies, all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, and so, I mean, the thing is, is you know, by taking down Christopher Columbus statue, though, people won't we know. Don't remember, we don't remember how the New World began. Mm-hmm. To some degree, I mean, the world was already here, but how white European uh, nationalist kind of uh, mm-hmm. colonialism uh, affected uh, us as a society, mm-hmm. you know? And, and you uh, know, it's so funny. Everybody's like, "Oh, the Pilgrims!" I'm like, dude, it was the Spaniards, my friends. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, it was a little bit of all. Yeah, I, I think it was. You know, yeah, the Spaniards had uh, their man. Saying, they they were dominating. Yeah, and then Whew. you know the white <laughs> European countries had their say. Mm-hmm. You know, my thing, my thing is, is the Pilgrims came here, and I think I could trace a part of my family back to being on that that boat uh, on the Mayflower, huh? Right, right uh-huh. on the Mayflower. Uh, is that <clears throat> they were coming here for religious freedom? Mm-hmm. But once they realized they could have religious freedom and then uh, control other people's beliefs. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, that was okay, right? Dude, we're, hey, you know what's funny? That just tells us, all of us as a human race, we're flawed in some way or another. <laughs> well, it's all it's all about greed, right? Mm-hmm. Once you get religious freedom, mm-hmm. then maybe you want religious power, right? Yeah, let's, let's take a little bit more. <laughs> right. And, and as humans, we're flawed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you give us, if you give us a million dollars, we want 10 million. Mm-hmm. If, uh, you know. And if there's a way to get that, you know, some things uh, yeah. become unethical. And some people just you know, don't. A lot of us, we just don't know how to be content, and that's unfortunate. Well, and we also don't know how to love our fellow man, right? Exactly. And, and that's if, horrific. And if somebody's a little different than us, mm-hmm. cultural wise, then we think we can change them, and and that they just don't understand that they need to be more like us. Yeah, and it's, that's up to them if they want to change. Well, it should be. Yeah, that's it, up to it them. It should be. Yeah. I mean, Native Americans were, you know, I'll call them Native Americans. There's a lot of names out there when we talk Native Americans. Mm-hmm. Uh, nation first people. Uh, is They had religious beliefs. It just didn't jive with uh, Christian Judeo religious beliefs. Mm-hmm. But instead of accepting and say, hey, they believe in, in, in their God, their way. And I, all of us are trying to recruit people to our team anyway, right? Yeah. I mean, we're all. And you, you, know, know, the, under, you know, the I best understand. way to do that is to lead by example. Oh, I agree. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's how, you know, people see how good things are and they go, oh, okay, well, and mm-hmm. there must be something to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, for to, to, uh, overpower people and i mean this went on all over the world i mean it's just not america it's it was just, everywhere <laughs> yeah, it, was, it was in africa it was you know and it, africans are the ones that sold blacks into slavery i just was gonna say that you know <laughs> i was just gonna say let's that. All, let's keep it 100 yeah. percent. Yeah. Yeah. You, know, you know i mean slavery uh, but america was the very first country to end slavery who was america was it? Well, I guess so. Yeah, I, I mean, I, finally. I mean, yeah, but that wasn't until the Civil War mm-hmm. uh, where it, it be, you know, and that turns us to another point, another talking point that just happened this week. Colin Kaepernick is back and we've all missed him. Oh, yes, we uh, have. And he's got a documentary. <laughs> he's got a documentary on Netflix. <laughs> on the NFL. 
Yeah, and, and his statement was something about the uh, combine, which is where players work out for the coaches. Yeah, like he said, it's like NFL a slave draft. auction, basically. Right. He's saying it's a slave auction. Uh, <laughs> and they're oppressed. And they're oppressed when you are getting guys that are making millions and millions of dollars. Last let's, night, not, let's, not, let's not talk about somebody that's making half a billion dollars. Okay. Named by uh, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, well, I, I mean, my thing is, is how can you compare it to slavery? And then he wants back in the NFL, so he wants back in slavery? Yeah, he wants to have his slave masters back. <laughs> it's just, come on. Yeah, it's, you know, it's ridiculous. I'm like, how are you oppressed and you're making millions of dollars? You cannot go anywhere else in the world and make millions of dollars. You know, I worked radio where Colin Kaepernick uh, was from. His adopted family lived in Turlock. I was on the radio in, in Modesto at the time. Uh-huh. Um, and now that's, you know, that's kind of farm country, kind of an agricultural area, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, my, one of my big problems with Colin Kaepernick is you were raised or at least mostly raised in a white family. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Now, I'm not saying you don't have a right to, to trace your, your roots and to express that, uh, you know, you feel that folks of your color, uh, of your ethnicity have not been treated fairly and, 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 uh, and, and stuff. But he's really a guy that really kind of in my mind, and he wasn't a guy in his playing, his whole playing career that he was standing up for this all of a sudden. When he got benched. Yeah. uh, (laughs) Towards the end of his career and becomes involved with somebody in a relationship. And obviously we, all become in relationships and maybe our minds get changed by that person or what have you. Yeah. But, but all of a sudden then just out of the blue, in my opinion, he all of a sudden has these issues. And, <laughs> and uh, you know, I mean, everybody has a right and I'm not saying some of the things he says uh, don't have validity, but I still think it's kind of, it's kind of like your mom used to say to you. It's not what you say. It's kind of how you say it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as far as I'm concerned, Colin Kaepernick could have said things in a different way where it was inviting everybody to be kind of part of the solution. Yeah, he's a separatist. Instead of instead of making different colors angry at each other and having, you know, uh, mm-hmm. people of, of, of different uh, skin colors just kind of hate each other because they can. Um, uh, and and so, you know, in my opinion, he hasn't done anything to make the, you know, obviously he's given money to charities and helped out with things. That's terrific. Uh, but he's got billions of dollars from Nike. Right. And and I, you know, um, but the bottom line is you can either solve the problem or you can continue to make the problem even be bigger. Mm -hmm. And by uh, the stand he took against law enforcement and the military, as far as I'm concerned, there are people of color that serve in, in both those branches. Uh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let's give a history lesson to Colin Kaepernick. The first black Marine general was Mr. Peterson in 1950. <laughs> there you go. No, but what I'm saying is this guy, this yeah. guy, this guy has lost his marbles. Well, I just think the, the problem I have with somebody like this is they 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 say things very hypocritically. The right? woe is me theory. Well, it, it's as long as what they're saying. I, I mean, they'll say one thing and then they they say something just exactly the opposite, and it's like both can't be true. 
both can't be true. It's just, they can't, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's kind of like, it, it would be like me and you going out to eat and going, that was the best restaurant, but they had the worst food I've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, well, it's either mm-hmm. one or the other. It yeah, was a exactly. Great it, it was a great, it was a restaurant, great restaurant, great food, great food customer been, service. <laughs> yeah, and the food must have been okay. Mm-hmm. Or it was the worst restaurant and everything was bad. The service was horrible. They didn't cook your food right. Uh, the waitress forgot to wash your hands. Your yeah, it, it, it's, uh, <laughs> it's just the worst. So it can't be the best and the worst. Mm-hmm. And the thing I have with Colin Kaepernick is help us find a solution to the racial inequity that we have. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, help us find a solution. <laughs> we want to work with you. We, we believe in what you're saying, that it has some validity. Some. Right? Some. Mm-hmm. Uh, and how can, we make, how can we make American society in a, a better place for uh, anybody of any color? You, you just don't, you, you just, you don't make it better by calling out people of different groups. Well, by being angry against, mm-hmm. the, the, against law enforcement, all mm-hmm. that does is, is make the problem worse. Yeah. Instead of make the problem better. Mm-hmm. Now there's bad cops. Uh, now there's bad cops of every skin color under the sun. You know there's what I always a, say? There's a jerk in every race. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. And and so and there's good cops of every color in every race. I know. Every, there's some in my family. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Well, see, there you go. Uh, but you know, to I, I I don't know. We could always in life focus on the things that are horribly wrong and bad. Or we can focus on the things that are good and, and try to keep things moving in a positive direction. And that's, you know, I'm gonna have to watch this documentary. I haven't watched it, so mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I've watched a piece of it. I'm like, wow, this guy. But it, it's just I have a, and I was a 49ers fan when Colin Kaepernick was playing. Yeah, I enjoyed watching. He's the him reason play. why Jim Harbaugh quit. Oh, do you th- you think that? Oh, oh yeah, you think that's the case? oh yeah, big time. See, I I I don't remember that being. Uh, even a, a thing with Jim Harbaugh. Why Jim Harbaugh quit was because Jed York couldn't handle it. Jim Harbaugh was a bigger personality than him. Yeah, um, and, and Jim Harbaugh was not going to stand for Colin Kaepernick's nonsense. They were already having problems in the locker room. Oh, I, I think you had to be. I, I, I come from the sports world, mm-hmm. and I can only imagine. Yeah, a cancer to the well, team. Well, yeah, you know, you're going to have guys who... You know, and you're having guys come out of the locker room and being asked questions by reporters about something that they they don't want to talk about. They don't want to get into politics. They're there to play football. And, you know, all of a sudden you're being asked about your quarterback and why he thinks this way or why he thinks that way. Yeah. And you know what? You know how your San Francisco Giants had great championship teams, uh, you know, a few years back recently. Yeah. yeah, yeah The reason why is because they had people like Aubrey Huff, Buster Posey. And Matt Baum, that wasn't going to take the crap in the locker room, in the clubhouse. Well, I think, you know, every great team, and we've seen this at radio stations we've worked at. Mm-hmm. The best radio stations I worked at had had the best personalities, and they were guys that were really focused mm-hmm. and, and really good at building building a team, a team environment. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. And those were some of the funnest places that I've ever worked. Absolutely. Same and, here. And and hopefully I was I was part of that in and in a positive way, uh, and hope and I know you too, same thing. Um, but you can also have, you know, that's why when you hear a team make a trade, 
they go, oh, they're going to trade for this guy or that guy. You always go, well, I hope he's not a bad apple. I hope one guy's not a bad apple that can kind of change the chemistry of that whole team. Is <laughs> hey, right? look, the Dodgers getting rid of Yasiel Puig got us a World Series. Yeah, well, I mean, he's the perfect example in a sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, the guy mm-hmm. has all the ability in the world, but he's a hothead on the field. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, seems to get carried away within himself. Uh, and, and, you know, I, at points I didn't want him to become a giant. I, I love his athletic ability on the field, but I just cannot stand uh, the personality. Uh, I don't know if it's a personality disorder, but he's just a guy that's it's kind of all about himself, it seems. And, and what really uh, had the tipping point in the clubhouse, from what I hear from some of the players, is that he did the naked guy in the popcorn box photo for sports illustrated. And they were really ticked off about that. Cause you know how, you oh, know how ball players are, man. They're like, dude, we have kids, bro. Come on. Well, I, I, you know, I think like any other workplace, you have all kinds of people that are on a team, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have people that are going to be okay with that. You also have people that, that may be Christian or have uh, mm-hmm. you know, real religious beliefs. And they're just like, dude, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, you know, that's that's what's hard about putting a team together. Yeah, but when you have 98% of the guys against you, you're in trouble. Yeah, it seemed to me like he was a problem for a long time, Yasiel Puig, uh, which, mm-hmm. I mean, nobody's given him a chance uh, in the major sense. No, so I, because, you know, you know how baseball environments are. Players bring their kids into the clubhouses and... And, well, it can be a family environment, but yeah, I, I, and that's the way they want it. Yeah. And they're like, "Hey, man, we're trying to teach our yeah. kids some values here. Either he goes or well, we go." And then they're like, "Yeah, oh, but, he's gone." But I've, read, <laughs> but I've read some stuff. I've read some stuff on Major League Baseball, and, and there there's some weird shit that goes on. Oh okay. yeah, there is some weird stuff. Yeah, uh, there's it, some weird stuff. But just but, think of Van Halen tour. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah I know, yeah. And, I know. and you'll get the idea. But yeah. but I mean, so yeah, I, I, I believe there's people that. You know, they're here, they're there to do a job to, you know, they love playing the game. They have some mm-hmm. ability. They work hard. They're trying to win a World Series or a championship and to have somebody like that in a locker room who uh, is a knucklehead, so to speak, um, you mm-hmm. know, and, and, and he's just always seemed over the line, you know. Yeah, he was really over the line. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, the thing the thing was is at one point he was so gifted and so good. Oh man. That people were willing to look the other way. And then all of a sudden, you know, he's still good, but he's not, you know, the level that maybe he once was. Mm-hmm. Uh they're, you know, gonna go, okay, hey, we'll move on to the next guy, but uh, thanks, you know. Um, and so, you know, I think he's playing in the Dominican or something, right? Yeah, uh, he's playing probably at home somewhere in Cuba. Yeah, and what, where, whatever country he's from, I think. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know if he'll ever get a chance in the majors again. Um, it really you know, has to be redemption will. involved. Well, I mean, once once again, it, it, it's, it's a Colin Kaepernick situation. How long can you be kind of away from the game? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, you know, in an athlete's uh, life, you know, four or five years is a lifetime, you know. Yeah, there. You know, you, know, you don't have those. Here. Everybody can't be Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, and John Elway. Well, I'm saying once you're away from the game, you know, a couple mm-hmm. of years. I mean, guys age, and all of a sudden, you know, they don't have the abilities they had. I mean, it's just not like unless you're Michael up. Jordan, right? <laughs> well, yeah, that that didn't uh, go well either. But um, you know, Colin Kaepernick, he took a break you know, from basketball for like a year and a half, and then he comes back and right. wins three more titles in a row. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, I was thinking much more of the time than he came back after he had retired. Oh, uh, oh yeah, yeah, Chicago yeah. And, 
you know, I mean, obviously he wasn't the same player, but, you know, um, I know Scotty Pippen is uh, a little angry about that documentary. So, uh, <laughs> he's not happy. He's oh. not happy. <laughs> Can't please right. them all. Right, Rex? <laughs> right. Well, I mean, you know, I, I mean, that's what's hard about putting together a winning team. Mm-hmm. Is to get guys that are on the same page after the same things. You know, I mean, in sports, you get guys that, you know, enjoy playing, but they're after chicks or after whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And their focus is, I mean, the game is almost like a byproduct of, hey, this is a way to get attention, you know, or whatever. And and then you get other guys that are like, no, I'm here to win. I'm here to, you know. And Michael uh, Jordan was a workhorse. Yeah, I, you know, but I, I think he was one of those guys and, and kind of like Kobe Bryant, incredible, incredible athlete. Uh, the social skills, I'm not sure. I'm not sure they were part of a team. They were they were very much loner guys, right? Kobe's a very he was a very cool guy. I got to give him to him on that. I met yeah, Kobe, no, so I can I say that. Him, but, but he was kind of a loner. He was kind of a loner guy. He was yeah, kind he of a he guy. he does he didn't like the glitz and glamour of Hollywood. He he told me that. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I mean, but he just seemed to be on his own road and his own path, mm-hmm. and 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 sometimes that's hard, you know, in a team effort in a team uh, mm-hmm. team effort. In the sense of <clears throat> guys are like, oh, he's not a, you know, he worked, you know, I just think his standards were so high. A guy like that. Same thing with Tiger Woods. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, they're so good. They want they everybody work. to work to the same level of them. Right. And and, and not everybody's capable of that. Mm-hmm. But you, you know, know, it's I, funny. He seemed to have gotten better once he won his last two titles. Yeah. I think that, you mm-hmm. know, just with age, you know, you kind of relax a little bit and go, okay, well, not everybody's. And he starts got- teaching the younger guys and that was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's so sad that his life was cut short mm-hmm. and, uh, and he was getting better in life as a human being. <laughs> oh yeah. I think so. Yeah. I mean, who knows what he would have accomplished, uh, you know, after that helicopter crash, mm-hmm. if, if he had made it, but I would say a guy like that deserves accolades, especially when he prefers to hang out with ordinary people. Well, I, I think, you know, the way I always look at it is, you know, you don't need to judge people. It's people, you know, that mm-hmm. achieve great things in life and are able to pass on the knowledge to other people, right? Mm-hmm. Um, whether that be younger people, whether that be just, you know, um, you know, people their own age or whatever, but to, to share that knowledge with us, right, mm-hmm. of what what made you so successful as a basketball player or a golfer or, or a business person or, or whatever. And it's fun to be around those people that are willing mm-hmm. to share and mentor, uh, you know, after they've had so many successes, you know? So, yeah. And, and so many yeah. hardships like he's had and you know what, and, and, and for, for him to redeem himself publicly, man, that was pretty huge. Well, I think so. It's always hard when you're doing it in the public light, you know, mm-hmm. you're doing it. You know, at the same time, you're learning as a human being, you're, you're mm-hmm. doing it when everybody knows your name and they're, you know, uh, you know, they're all engaged with you as, as mm-hmm. Kobe or, or Elvis or, you mm-hmm. know, somebody of that ilk, uh, that is just one name and you know who people are talking about. You know? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You know, Man. So that's, that's really tough. You know, it is really tough. You know, in the sense of, you know, fame's a tough thing. Nobody gives you a handbook and says, this is how you handle fame. Good luck. Right? <laughs> exactly. 
And, uh, you know, and that brings us to mind uh, to Alec Baldwin, the Alec Baldwin situation with the, the movie set, uh, The Gun. Uh, oh, yes. He has a brand new the, movie coming out called Prop Gun. Maybe. Maybe. But I mean, to me, this is just sad. I, I mean, we all know Alec Baldwin's political leanings and, and obviously uh, his jerkisms. You know, anti-gun, uh, anti-whatever. Anti um, and the, well, he I shouldn't have held a gun in his one. hand. You know, I, I feel sorry. I feel sorry for him to be in this kind of thing because as a performer, I, I like Alec Baldwin and certain things that I've seen him in over the years. Don't agree with his political views. My sister right. worked with him and she said he was a total jerk. He's a total jerk? Yeah. Okay, well, yeah. you know, I, I, I kind of gathered that from time to time that... I like his brother, Steven. His brother, Steven, is cool. Yeah, his brother, Steven, uh, is is more on the, the side of the right, so I can understand that. But, you know, the thing, once again, Alec Baldwin is going to have his detractors if he just walks out his door. Mm-hmm. Right, because there's going to be people that don't agree with him politically. He's a very kind of toxic personality. He's had a lot of his life being in the public eye, uh, I remember uh, what the phone call with his daughter got out, uh, what, a decade or so ago. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Where his daughter's screaming at him or he's screaming at his daughter. Uh, you know, and so he's had some things come up. But still, I wouldn't wish this on anybody no. to, have a, to have a death on your hands. Uh, yeah, it, it's awful. Met, I never met Alec Baldwin. Uh, I, I've seen him as, as a consumer of entertainment. At times, I thought he mm -hmm. is... A, entertaining and a good actor other times his saturday night live skits is, is trump I, I thought just went a little too far for my liking it was like okay enough's enough yeah. uh but you know uh you still gotta feel sorry for the guy he must be going through a lot uh mm -hmm. it just because somebody lost their life with a gun that was in his hand yeah uh, how how fitting for a gun activist to have a gun in his hand well i mean he was doing his job as an actor and you know you know what I? You know what I almost wonder. You know what I almost wonder is because he is so anti-gun. If this was a setup, I I really almost wonder. <laughs> oh man, wouldn't that well, be insane? Because he is so anti-gun, mm -hmm. and somebody said, "Well, we'll see how anti-gun you can be when you know something doesn't go." And he right. doesn't know how to use a firearm correctly, so that's that's another. That's well, that's another thing, thing too. People shouldn't be handling firearms if they don't have a little bit of training. I went. I, I learned how to use one when I was eight years old. When I was 12 years old, I went to a hunter safety course. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I went. My, I grew up hunting and fishing. I grew up. Mm -hmm. I grew up shooting a bow with my dad. I, I, you know, I, I mean, you know, at least know how to handle it. Mm -hmm. uh, you know. And remember, uh, folks, it's not the gun that kills people. It's people that are behind the gun that are killing people. Right. Right. And we can talk about people being in a car. You know, somebody yeah. in a car kills mm -hmm. somebody too. Mm -hmm. uh, so. But I, I mean, the thing is, is, is the one rule you learn from day one when you're handling firearms and weapons is don't count on what anybody else told you. Check the gun for yourself. Exactly. Check the gun for yourself. That's the number one rule for anybody who's ever been around guns. And when you're checking it, don't point it at someone or anything. Vindog hands me a gun. We're friends. I love Vindog to death. <laughs> but, but he's I'm still going to check. check. <laughs> I'm going to check to see if the gun's loaded. Mm -hmm. I'm going to check to see if there's something in there, if there's a shell in there. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, somebody that's anti-gun probably 
you know, isn't around guns, hasn't handled guns. Mm -hmm. Uh, and so he, he didn't check and working. I, I don't pretend to know what it's like working on a movie set. I've never worked on a movie set. Uh, but I'm sure that there's a sense of, okay, well, the person that handles the guns says it's okay. Um, and so well, Keanu Reeves always checked his prop guns. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, once again, he's a gun guy. <laughs> right, right. So you're gonna, you know, I think some people that are anti-gun are scared of guns, mm -hmm. right? They have a fear of guns that they they don't know enough about it. They're not going to check into it. They're not, and he's, you know, somebody's handing him. That's a why you have people like Jerry Nadler trying to push their gun control rules because they had never held one probably before. Right, right, exactly. And I'm Gerald Nadler, and I wear my pants up to my neck. Right, and but my my <laughs> philosophy is this: somebody could have a kitchen knife, and they can use that to, mm -hmm. you know, harm somebody. Uh, you know, so. I, I don't know. The whole the whole thing is kind of screwy. I just, you know, I Alec Baldwin, I don't know who he is because I've never met him. Mm -hmm. I've never had him. Um, but, you know, I, I just would feel sorry for anybody in that situation. Yeah, That's, I'm going to leave that alone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just, it sounds like, you know, somebody in your family has had dealings with him. And, uh, wasn't a fan. I, I can tell you about a lot of radio guys I worked with that I'm not. I didn't like it all. Yeah, so, me uh, too. And I bet we'll agree on some of them. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm sure. So, I mean, but that's, you know, I mean, that's, I'm sure there's some people that don't like me too. So It's uh, all right. Maybe. It's all right. They don't have it to is, like us because we don't okay. have to like them either. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, so Rex, let everybody know where they can find you on the socials, my brother. Yeah. 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 You can always hashtag Rex on the radio and you'll find us everywhere. Uh, on uh, Facebook, it's Rex on the Road Media, where we do all the uh, videos of uh, the wineries, uh, the restaurants, and all that good stuff. Uh, you can also find us at T-Rex Radio on Twitter, Instagram, and uh, there's a Facebook page uh, with T-Rex Radio as well. So uh, we're all over the place. Nice, nice, nice. Now, question, will you come back again? Oh, definitely. You know that. <laughs> you know that. Yeah. Yeah, I always have a, have a blast talking about things, uh, you know, with you. And, uh, you know, have some fun. You have a great show. And, uh, you know, pretty soon you'll be world famous and uh, you won't even take my phone calls. Oh, you heard that here first. And, you know, he's always going to get my phone call. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> Oh, Good man, stuff. Rex, it's been fun. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to The Kennel right here on Podbean.com. Please don't forget to add and follow the podcast on Podbean.com. We're also on iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, Spotify. Man, that's a lot. Don't you say, Rex? Yeah, yeah, you're everywhere. You're everywhere. <laughs> Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Pandora, and wherever you shall download podcasts. God bless you. God bless America. Love and take care of one another. And it's not a right or left thing. It's an American thing, baby. Yes, indeed. And we are out of here.